from my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is soon-to-be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. As you all know, this episode is a Valentine's Day special. Um, this is part one of a two-part series, um, so make sure you come back with the other episode, part two. And I'm so excited for y'all to hear this episode because I have a very special guest, someone that I care so dearly about. Um, His name is Joshua Williams, and he is my boyfriend, the most amazing person on this planet. Love him to pieces. (laughs) And I'm so excited that he's going to be doing this interview with me. Um, Like I said, y'all, this is the Valentine's Day special episode and we're gonna be talking about so many things like how we met um basically how law school has changed our relationship a bit how we're continuing to date while I'm in law school and while he's working a full-time job and all the different elements that come with that but first I think the most important question is how we met, how we got together. Um, And honestly, y'all, it's kind of a long story, but it kind of is. Yeah, you're you're putting me on the spot this episode, then, and we're learning everything. Everything is out there. Now, um, (laughs) I think how we met, um, I think it's a funny beginning. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we both went to Dillard, um, and I came to Dillard from Oregon, um, <laughs> one of two students, I feel like, in the history of Dillard University who's ever gone to the institution from Oregon. Um, but I flew out there with one of my oldest friends, Tyrone. And, oh, we're uh, talking about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, were, we were roommates. Obviously, we didn't know anyone. Um, so I guess, you know, within the first week or two of us, you know, moving in together, um, Tyrone, I guess he met you first, Madison. Yeah. Yeah, and we met first. Yeah, he met you first. And I think I was in my room probably doing homework or something. Um, but he kind of just, you know, walked in there and said, hey, I'm bringing someone in. Um, Josh, this is Madison. Madison, this is my roommate, Josh. We grew up in Oregon together. I think that's the very first yeah. time I saw you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that was funny because I feel like your interest in him changed immediately and shifted to me. Um, I think you're like, you know, so wrong roommate or something like that. I don't know. It's a, it's a funny story. Not that you're quoting me. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. No, it's funny, but I think, um, you know, that that was our, you know, that's how we first met, and then yeah. later on, uh, we became closer in the. POTUS program at school ambassadors during campus events called Brain Food, um, in which you not only continue to build your relationship with the president directly, but that's also how I started, kind of started to build my reputation on campus as like yeah. a, a, a school photographer. Yeah, that's like definitely that. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we became just really good friends over the first year and then the second year and then junior year is when we um decided to actually get together and it's it's 
funny, y'all may be thinking, well, why junior year? Well, because like the end of freshman year, it was like the end of freshman year, sophomore year, Josh was, would always be like, why are you playing? Da, 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 da. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you are a friend. Like, cut this out. And so <laughs> I was just like, you're not serious. Like, please stop. And I, was, I just wasn't trying to, I don't know. I just wasn't taking him serious. Oh. And then, okay, I wasn't because that's, like, that's just what we did. Like, we were just chilling. We were good friends. But the end of sophomore year is when I was so mad at him, y'all, because I, he was mad at me. And so I got mad at him for being mad at me, but I didn't even know why he was mad at me. So, y'all, I had a birthday, a little birthday thing. It was a crawfish boil at a family friend's house. I invited some friends out there. And I told Rashad and our other good friend, I mean, Joshua and our other good friend, Rashad, to join us um, because I'm like, yeah, y'all are like brothers to me. Love y'all. Love y'all. Um, and they didn't show up. And I was really mad because they didn't let me know that they weren't coming. And after they didn't show up, they didn't say anything like happy birthday, nothing like that. And we didn't talk for the rest of the school year. We didn't talk over the summer, nothing. And I was heated. I was just like, what in the world? And so when we got back junior year, I was just like, what, what, what do you want? <laughs> Please leave me alone. I was irritated. It just wasn't it. But you know what? I'm going to let Joshua tell you, tell y'all why he was mad at me, even though it makes no sense. Listen, listen, it's, it makes perfect sense. So basically there was a party going on on campus and you, after the party, I think you came up to Rashad and I, um, asking us about this guy who had an interest in you. And I'm like, I don't want to hear, you know, you talk about this guy. I don't know. Um, you know, what, what advice you need or anything. I don't, I don't remember all the details, but long story short, we were, I, I was jealous, mad. I don't know. And Rashad was just, you know, being my roommate and best friend, he was, you know, going to treat you how I was going to treat you. Um, but yeah, it was about some guy. I, I can't even remember his name. That's how irrelevant. I mean, I don't remember his name. Yeah, but it, it, sh- it shouldn't have been that serious. But I think Rashad and I kind of being, we, we were being a little, we were being childish, not like little childish. We were being yeah, childish. Right. We were like, let's see how long we can, we can do this um, to see how long she'll be mad. I don't know. But yeah, the summer happened and then, come like literally the first week of of junior year and that's when we like started a relationship um I just but the thing is so I get it now I'm like okay cool right you didn't want to hear about some other guy but how was I supposed to know I had no idea that you were interested now I will say this Basically, all of Josh's friends knew I was interested in him. You remember, Miles told you. He was like, duh, everybody knew. Da-da-da-da. Like, so how did everybody know but you? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. But but that's how it went. And, yeah, basically, yeah, the first week of, first or second week of um, junior year, that's when we... We're like, okay. 
we're together now. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And no one's found out until like no. senior no. year. Yeah, that's that's the other part because <laughs> kept it I don't know, just because the school we were at, a small school, y'all, very small school, about what, twelve hundred, thirteen hundred yeah, students? Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like if you're from a small town, once you tell somebody something, everyone knows your business. And I didn't want it like that because it just, I just didn't want that. And so we were both just like, you know, we're fine doing this. And that's that's how it was. And then, you know, people just found out and we were fine with that, too. No, 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 no. What? <laughs> so with POTUS, so we, like, oh. we met in POTUS freshman year, or you got to know each other in POTUS, but my, I guess, involvement in the program ended after freshman year or sophomore yeah. year. I mean, I still, like, would volunteer to take pictures <laughs> for the events and stuff, but you were, like, the head of the program, or, like, you were you were yeah. leading initiatives for the program um, during, you know, our time at Dillard. So you continue to have a growing relationship with Dr. Kimbrough, the president. And basically, once he found out, you would have thought he sent out right. a, a newspaper article to the entire school, you know, Wait, public service. And now once he found out, everyone found out, I feel, I feel like. Oh, well, yeah. OK, so this is what happened. Um, <laughs> so there was the POTUS, you know, end of the year lunch that typically we have. And it was, yeah, there was the end of junior year and so that was going on and it was me rj dr kimbrough in essence and so we were sitting at a table just kind of wrapping things up every all the freshmen left at the time and we were just wrapping things up kind of going over how the year was and dr kimbrough was asking um us how we were like and then he was just like who are you guys seeing who are y'all dating and then they got to me and I was just like, nah, you know, just somebody, but, uh, you know, that's it. It's good stuff. <laughs> and then Essence was like, no, I have a feeling. I think I know who you're, who you're seeing. And I was like, what? No, you don't. And she guessed someone's name. I said, no, it's not them. And then RJ guessed someone's name. I said, no, it's not them. And I was like, I'm not playing this game with y'all. And Dr. Kimber was like, uh-uh, no, you're, you're going to tell me. <laughs> I need to know. And you know how Dr. Kimber is. And so I was just like, you know, it's it's Joshua. And he was so surprised. He's like, Joshua? You and Joshua? No. I would have found this out. I would have known. What? My Joshua? The photographer? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's my Joshua, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so that's how that happened. And then I guess, yep, yeah, after that, that's when when everyone kind of found out. And it was kind of weird, though, because still people were asking, like, really, are y'all actually together, this and that? Because we were just really close friends. Um, And that's how we started. We were just always hanging out. And I think when we first started dating, the transition from, like, friendship to being in a relationship, at first I was so stressed about it, mainly because I didn't, one, because whenever we were friends, I was hanging out with him and Rashad all the time, always in the dorm. They were like hanging out all the time. And so when we got into a relationship, I was like, okay, well, I don't want to seem clingy. I don't want to seem like I'm around all the time, even though that's kind of what 
we're used to. And so then I, I was like, okay, listen, Josh, this is how I'm feeling. And this is, this is what I'm kind of feeling at the moment. Tell me what you think. I don't want to seem like this attached, clingy type of girlfriend or whatever, even though, I mean, we hung out all the time and we just kind of figured out what worked for us, you know? Yeah. I think for me, the transition I want to say it was it was easy, but but hard at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I I had never been in like a real official relationship before, so um, this was like my first time going through that process. Especially like be, given that you were like my best friend, yeah. Up to that point, it was like I, I feel like that helped out a lot. Um, but yeah, I think the transition. Yeah, we saw each other all the time, and, um, you know, people continue to, you know, find out the news. Some people didn't even find out till graduation, I feel yeah, like, you know, which, that's is, funny. which is funny. Because we didn't do, like, a Facebook status change or anything no. like that. Or, no, still no. not. Still not now. No, no, no. Still no. Um, not really, yeah. I think. Yeah, no. But, but yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> the story. Right, that's... That is how we met. And so I guess we should talk about now, three years later, um, to basically how our relationship has changed since being in law school. And I'm curious, really, your answer to this, but I want to know, like, how has me being in law school impacted our relationship? I'm curious. Given the different factors of, you know, us being long distance, um, not seeing each other all the time, me, me being in school, and then you having a full-time job as well. Yeah, well, I think the, the first point, um, you know, obviously my dad, he went to law school, tells me all the war stories he had of, like, professors and having no life, having to, you know, work a, a part-time job and study at the same time. You know, if you... Don't get the grade you want. You could get kicked out. All, all the all the bad things, right? So you going to law school, basically all those stories were top of mind for me. Um, so, you know, I think and since, you know, your matriculation to Loyola, um, you know, definitely I've been trying to, you know, ensure that I'm not a distraction, but also being there to support you when, when like, when in need, right? Um, like, I don't know. I mean, like, you do a lot of reading. You um, you do a lot of preparing and studying for exams, papers, research, all of that. Um, my job is very much, you know, process-oriented, um, relationship building. I'm not getting tested on it um, while I even not feel like I am. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's a very different, you know, process for me. Um, but I think, you know, distance-wise, obviously it's the biggest con – yeah. Um, but the only advantage of that is that obviously I can't distract you all the time. Um, right. You know, our main communication method is FaceTime. I feel like you don't like texting. Um, <laughs> you don't text me back. I don't know if you text anyone back. <laughs> but you'll FaceTime me whether, you know, doesn't matter what time of the day it is, doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be doing your hair, doing your makeup, <laughs> studying, cooking, driving falling out of the plane, it doesn't matter, you know, you'll FaceTime me. Um, But I think, you know, depending on the time of year, um, 
you know, those, those FaceTime conversations happen more often than other times in the year, such as, right. such as now. Like for me, for example, as a recruiter, focused on experienced hire candidates, you know, folks that are, you know, professionals, whether that's, you know, right after, you know, either like people that are, you know, graduated from school or people that have gone and pursued an MBA and have since then graduated from there, you know, 10 years into their careers, right? Those are the candidates that I um, connect with. And usually January, you know, February, March is the time in which, you know, one, lots of those folks are having their comp conversations, getting a sense of what their bonus, you know, bonus will be for the year, what their increase Mm -hmm. in salary will be. And obviously, this is the salty period of the year. Not everyone is satisfied with those conversations. So they're up and ready to leave their companies and, you know, make a move over to Goldman Sachs. And same thing with Goldman. Like, you know, people may want to leave. Um, and I have to, you know, I'm responsible for, you know, re- finding replacements for those seats. So um, I think, you know, January, February is usually the months in which um, I feel like our uh, relationship you know, it's strong, obviously, but it also hurts in that we're not able to talk as much as we'd like to or, you know, or things like that. Um, but I think, you know, I, I do appreciate you keeping me or bringing your workload to my attention so that, you know, the times in which I do try to talk to you, um, I'm fully aware of how much of a distraction and how much time I'm taking away from your studies because, as you know, I want you to be the best you can get the grades you want and um you know eventually get the full-time opportunity that you deserve and i don't want to be the one thing that you know made you you know lose an hour out of your study time and that hour is the time you planned on studying a specific topic in like contracts or something and came up on your exam and you had no idea and you got a lower grade or anything like that's that's just me being paranoid but but yeah, yes, think, it is. yeah, I think, you know, <laughs> long story, like you, you being in law school, just given that my father went through the same process, yeah. I kind of have to be in the seat in which I have to really balance, um, you know, my desires to talk to you 24 <clears> seven or even like just being there to support you when you need someone to talk to or just mm-hmm. to get your mind off of the stress of the work that you're doing. Yeah. Isn't he the sweetest y'all? Um, but I, I, I would agree a hundred percent, but also I'd add like our, my peak season and your peak season, it's similar yet extremely different. Like we're, we can be stressed at the same time, especially in the fall semester when I'm preparing for final exams. So that's usually the time when we (laughs) speak to each other like twice a day, but when I start that studying process and then I'm actually taking my exams, the week of my exams, then that's like when your peak season kind of starts. And so your peak season doesn't end until March. And yeah, so kind of those months are a bit harder, but at the same time, because once I finish exams, what I've, but what I did this year and last year, I just take that time to go ahead and try and see you. And um, so that way, even though we're not able to talk all day, you know, at least we can actually see each other in person, which is which is nice, even if it's just for a few weeks, you know. Right. 
And so I think, I guess for me, what's been the thing with this whole, um, with our long distance relationship is we kind of had a little bit of experience in undergrad since you're from Oregon and I'm from Florida. Um, the summers we weren't, we didn't see each other. And, um, I, that was a bit of practice, like, okay, so this is basically how it's going to be for three years. And then, you know, my summer, this past summer with it being in Florida and then you being in Utah, that was just like, okay, yep, this is, this is it just at least, you know, temporarily, this is how it's going to be. But I think me understanding that, okay, for these three years, my number one priority is law school. But also with that, my other priority is our relationship. And so me taking time to just FaceTime you, for me, that's really important because um, just maintaining communication and knowing like, hey, yes, I'm in law school. Yes, this this is basically my number one relationship right now. Um, But just know that, you know, you're a priority too. So for me, that was kind of a requirement that I needed for myself, but then also that I um, wanted for him as well, just to know that, hey, you can shoot me a text. Maybe I won't respond immediately, but um, I'll call you within a few hours. And then I get the same thing from him because, like I said, this is his peak season. And that's basically how we communicate. It's really just through FaceTime and me Maybe I'm a bit old school, y'all. I don't know how y'all feel, but I love cards and letters. I I love it, handwritten ones. And so maybe that's not that. Maybe that's why I'm not the biggest fan of text or something because I'll forget, or maybe it's just because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> that's pro- that's probably it. The latter is probably yeah. it. But I have kept all of my birthday cards, every graduation card. I have kept it all since I was about five years old, and that's just something I always love to look at and. My dad, he would always write me, me and my sister's letters, and um, I, I just always loved looking at them whenever I'm like, oh, I miss my sisters or I miss my family or something like that. So me getting those from Joshua or me sending those to him, I'm like, okay, you know, when we're feeling like, oh, gosh, this is one of those days that's just really hard and we can use the other person to lean on, it's like, okay, we're at least able to look back at that and now I'm like all right yep looking back at this letter looking back at this card and knowing you know the other person's there which I appreciate and um I think you do too yeah I mean you you tell me that all the time I think I I didn't really start saving cards and stuff until after you kind of share that story with me um I mean growing up in Oregon I think I moved houses like 12 times yeah um, so obviously the more you move, the more tired you get of moving mm-hmm. and, you know, the more that you feel like, you know, you don't need everything that you want to bring to the next house that you'll live in. Right. Um, so I've kind of became a minimalist. Um, the, the place I'm in now, um, is basically everything I had in a studio that's in one bedroom now. Um, I, and like my dad, he has like a storage unit that's filled with things from like the 1970s that he'll never see again in life. He's paying storage fee every month and I, it, it annoys me. So I think for me, um, 
I don't keep everything, but I, but I think given that, you know, the, the cards and, you know, I, I'm, I'm never really near, close to family. Yeah. Um, like my dad's in Oregon. My mom is in California. We have family in Detroit, Texas, DC, you know, all over the place. And I'm usually that one person, you know, chilling in the middle of a random location <laughs> such as Utah or having fun in New Orleans. I don't have as much family time. I yeah. think based on that, I should start to hold on to these notes and physical, you know, materials of things that I can use to, you know, like you said, channel those thoughts and, you know, become closer mm-hmm. to those people. Um, that's my thoughts on that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I care about it a lot just because um, I think it's just because I think about like, wow, this person took time to write a kind of about why they care about me or even just time to send me a call time out of their day to send me a card. And I think if you kind of think about it in the perspective of after you usually interview with an employer, you kind of send them a thank you note or a thank you email. I like sending the actual note card. And they're like, oh, this is so kind of them. They took time out of their day to say something a bit more personable about why they would like to be employed here. Or even just saying, you know, I had a great time with the interview this was the best conversation I had about X, Y, and Z. And so just sending that to someone is like, oh, wow. I don't know. I just feel special sometimes, and it makes me feel nice. I so. will say a candidate did send me a card, and See? it made my day. See? He's, he's still to this day, he's the only candidate that's – well, I mean, mind you, we've been in a pandemic. Yeah. Um, but still, once he sent that card, I mean, he was already in line for an offer anyway, but he <laughs> sent it from Dallas, Texas, and I was like – someone sent me a card. Am I in trouble? Like I have mail. <laughs> like I'm an analyst and I have mail already. What's going on? But when I saw that was him, it really went a long way. Um, we caught up. So yeah, you're right. I, I, I'll start holding yeah, up. I remember cause, because you called me Yeah. and you were like, I just got this card. And like, it, it changes, babe. It makes you just feel nice, warm and fuzzy on the inside. Yeah. yeah. You're right. <laughs> Now, I do want to ask, how do you think you have grown individually since basically us being together? So this last, I guess, three and a half years of us dating, how do you think you have grown as an individual? Um, that's a good question. I mean, obviously, the responsibilities have grown a lot um, yeah. in terms of, you know, living, whether on living away from home, um, bills, 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 um, time that, you know, I wish I can spend elsewhere, whether it's with you or in Barcelona, Spain that, you know, gets canceled from a pandemic or anything like that. I feel like I, I've grown in just my sense of awareness towards, you know, my responsibilities and, um, becoming more aware of what my long-term interests are, whether it's career-wise, location-wise, uh, and things like that. Um, but, you know, with our relationship, obviously, as we continue to learn more about each other, uh, learn more about what we like, what we don't like, what yeah. triggers our emotions, what doesn't trigger our emotions, I think that's another thing um, that I've continued to grow, even with with distance. I mean, 
Um, we see each other like maybe once or twice every quarter. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even with this distance, I've still had, you know, the opportunities to get to know your family more, um, get to, you know, know Marcella more for sure. <laughs> um, you know, you know, help you out, support you with your mom yeah. and get to know your dad. Your dad's actually calling me and, you know, <laughs> I actually don't feel threatened or scared anymore, right? You know, he actually is truly checking in and seeing how I'm doing, right? So um, I think, you know, I've grown both as an individual in our relationship in that way. Yeah, um, goodness. I think, I remember I was actually thinking about this because someone asked me, it was after graduation, from Dillard, so back in 2019, someone kind of asked me this question because she was like, well, I mean, you and Josh, you guys did it. He's the valedictorian, you're class president, y'all are it. I was just like, that's it? I heard that when she was asking me this question, it just kind of, the way she phrased it made me just, I don't know, I just didn't like it because I received it as, okay, that's it. And I just, I don't know, I just didn't like it. And so I was thinking about this question and I'm like, well, the past four years of school that I've known you, I'm like, well, I think our relationship changed me for the better within the two years that we were dating at the time. Because I know it was sophomore year and we were having a conversation about relationships and dating. And you're like, yeah, I don't, I mean, if someone comes along, cool, but I'm not trying to date anyone in school. Um, And we were talking about standards and things like that. And um, I I remember just from the conversation, like, okay, I know that I would love someone to be on my level, not necessarily career-wise, but success-wise, as in spiritually, emotionally, um, on a friendship level to understand, just to have some type of determination and, and drive. And so knowing that, okay, that's what I would want out of someone. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Since I want that out of someone, I should want that out of myself as well. If I'm kind of having, I don't want to say qualifications of someone to be in my life, but um, these elements, I guess I would, I would phrase it as. But um, once I realized that, I'm like, okay, all right, Josh is someone I care about. He's doing these amazing things and all of this in that I know that I can do that as well. So I would say those two years, the last two years, I was inspired just from your success in doing so well that I'm like, okay, well, shoot, I can do the same thing. And um, yeah, from those two years, that's what I got. Looking back, I guess, at the last three and a half. Oh, goodness. Um, I would say I've grown more individually, more than I guess I would say in the relationship, just because I'm understanding who I am as a person even more now, what I like and what I don't like, kind of what you mentioned, but also how to make that work with someone else. Because I'm definitely not the same person that I was when we both start entered this relationship and neither are you. And so... Um, I just had to understand what was important to me and what would make me happy. And I would just say 
it was more about spiritual and emotional health for me. That's the biggest thing that I was able to get from our relationship and you just saying, hey, you know, you're there to support me and you just telling me to realize like, okay, you're doing all this for these people, but you have to look out for yourself as well. So yeah, yeah. I think that that's it for me. Yeah. Well, and you've also, I mean, you've had to grow up pretty quickly in terms of family responsibilities. Yeah. Um, it's your mom or your sister or your nieces and nephew. <laughs> like, I can't remember the last time I held a child and you're out here taking care of people that you love and care about. Um, you know, you, you're just very close to home. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I'm inspired by, you know, your ability to, you know, separate yourself from law school um, to prioritize family needs, um, even though law school doesn't want you to prioritize anything <laughs> but that, right? Um, right? I don't know. I really don't know how that's really possible, but you continue to show me that it is every day, which is inspirational. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, family, obviously, um, as you know, like I said, I've been very distant from relatives for the majority of my life. And now even my parents look like, uh, distance wise. Um, but I think, you know, you, your family are very, very closely tied and you've grown a lot, um, since you know a freshman at Dillard, which is really great. Um, so even outside of the relationship and things like that, you know your growth as a member of the Tory family. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Great, yeah. Oh goodness! Wow, yeah, it's been five years. Well, I guess five and a half because we met in August, but yeah. That's crazy. Five years. If I say that out loud to me, it's like, whoa, it's been such a long time. But I mean, it really kind of hasn't. Right. At all. I mean, we're still learning so much about each other. Um, there's still things that we, we don't know and that we're exploring. And I'm still so excited about that and to see what's to come. But last question. If you could change or basically improve yourself or our relationship Anyway, basically anything from the last year and a half, these past three semesters, um, what would it be or what would you do differently? Um, I think my initial reaction to that question is rooted, is rooted from the point you made recently um, during this conversation that you know, when you were discussing, like, we had our conversations sophomore year about standards, what you want in a person, mm-hmm. things like that. I think your point on becoming, you know, spiritually connected um, is probably the focus for me. Um, I mean, we, 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 we did, like, we did, like, attend, like, virtual church together a little <laughs> bit, and it died down a little bit um, as a result of, not only of workload, but, you know, um, like your studies and then this pandemic. Um, but I think, uh, you know, as we continue to, you know, grow together, um, you know, becoming closer with God is definitely a focus. I mean, I say this every year, like 
for my New Year's resolution. Like, I want to be study the Bible more. You actually did get like a Bible study book and things like that. I'm just so behind. And as you know, my mom, God is number one. She says it. She's on Facebook saying, I love her quote. What's the quote? She's like, (laughs) who's the best boss I ever worked for? (laughs) His name is Jesus. It's like a carpenter named Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. So her, her with that, I don't, I, I mean, Obviously, growing up with her, I was at church every Sunday. I was in plays. I think I played Jesus in one play. She had me doing everything. (laughs) But once I got away from her, I was like, okay, I can spend time to do what I want now. But I never lost sight of the importance of that, um, no matter how, you know, far I progress in my career or far we progress with our relationship or anything like that. So I think um, even though you're counting this year and a half um for this question i think we should just count half a year because i don't count 2020 at this point um, <laughs> but i think you know we're, we're soon to be together yeah um, and you know as you finish out your studies and you finish out law school pass the bar exam and things like that i think um it'll allow us to focus with the spirituality aspect of our relationship more. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, that's all the questions that I have for you, sir. <laughs> oh, thanks for, oh God. Thanks for coming on this episode. I am going to say one more thing though. Um, my favorite thing y'all about Joshua. Oh goodness. Yes. I, I just want to end it with this. <laughs> My favorite thing is that he's just a good person, a good person in general. And every single person that I've met that knows him, they have never, y'all, and I'm going to say that and he's so humble. He is so incredibly humble. But there has, they have never said anything bad about him. And I'm just like, what? I mean, I know me. I, I'm the type of person where some people just can't get along with me. And I, am, I have accepted that and I am fine with that now. But Josh is just that person It's like, hey, guys, this is Joshua, da-da-da-da. And I'm like, wait, you just met this person and y'all are over here kikiing it up. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. And me, I can, if I meet somebody, I am socially awkward for at least 30 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, cool. This was, this was cool. You know, we're hanging out. I have to adapt to an environment. And Josh is just on it. But all that to say, Josh is just an incredible person. Um, so I'm glad, like I said, he came on to this um, episode here so y'all could get a glimpse of the amazingness that I have in my life and the support, additional support that I also have going through this journey. And um, I am really excited about the next episode because y'all are going to get to hear a bit more, not from Josh, but about um, some of the questions that I've prepared for another friend of mine. And we'll be asking each other's each other questions about our relationships as well. Um, and I'm really excited for y'all to hear that. So thank you, Josh, once again for listening in. And y'all tune in for another episode of the podcast.